When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I would say the only time in my life that I was blocked in any way, it was because I was holding on to something that no longer served me. Mm. So being open to new possibilities is the only way to grow. Yeah, It's the only way because you get used to things, you get stuck in these habits and you don't even know what you're learning anymore. And maybe you're not learning anything anymore. But stepping out of your comfort zone and trying something new, you're progressing in life and um, having more experiences that you can build off of. So the most important thing I think that I want you guys to know is that you really can do and be anything that you set your mind to. Don't let fear get in the way of it. Actually run towards your fear. Run towards it until it's not a fear anymore. Until you have other things that you need to to accomplish. Just take it step by step, day by day. You can do it. 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 Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all-black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back, people. Welcome back. I'm excited today. We got a, a topic that I don't know a damn thing about, and I am <laughs> not mad enough to participate in. <laughs> so we might as well go and get ready. I'm going to start with this art. Right, brother, when was the last time you got hurt at work? Hurt? Hurt. Oh pain. no 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 no! I ain't, I no it ain't. My work ain't built like that. Like if I get hurt, it's 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 a lot going on. It's it's something bad. When, when was the last time? And I'm gonna use the wrong word here. I've been asking all night. When was the last time you got danger pay at work? <laughs> never. You got you've never been paid extra because you might get killed. Oh hell no! No 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 no! I, I <laughs> no I work on systems. If I no, I don't need to be going nowhere near no danger. If they offer me danger pay, that's my last. I would say no. I think I'm cool. I don't think I. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to do this job no more. I ain't built like that. Sir, though. I didn't see that in the job description. Right. It, this is, this is, this is, I don't know what this is. But, uh, <laughs> it's not what I signed up for. Uh-uh. No, well, look, listeners, today we are talking about film, television industry, but more specifically, what's, how, what's the right way to say it? I'm a professional stunt performer. We are talking about <laughs> being a professional Stunt, stunt performer. performer. You get paid to do the shit that scares everybody else. So they hire you. 
It's not the shit I'm built for. Listeners, if you built for it, you just different. <laughs> Tune this is in. True. <laughs> right. You just different. Gear this up because it's about to go down. <laughs> so listen, I want to introduce today's guest. Today's guest is Jazzy Ellis. Jazzy, just listen, listen to this, listen to this bio because what you're gonna see is she went down a path and a track that you would not have expected her to end up doing what she's doing today. So keep it in mind because you never know where you're actually going to end up. Keep your options open. But let me get back to it. Multidimensional. I love it. Jazzy graduated pre-med from Princeton University in 2010 with a bachelor's degree in religion. It's probably good religion because she better be prayed up with what she does, right? <laughs> and, and later received her MBA. She's a former pageant queen, professional dancer, radio show host, and high school math and special education teacher. Right now, you're wondering how the hell did she get into stunts? She's a member of Delta Sigma Theta as well. I knew there had to be something like that in there at some point. <laughs> and with all that, we haven't even touched on why she's here today. She's a Screen Actors Guild Award-nominated stunt actor, social justice warrior, and public speaker with over 75 film and TV credits. I was going to list them out, but Jazzy, why don't you hit them with a couple of, couple of the films and movies that you've done? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, um, The Walking Dead, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, um, HBO's Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Mm, mm, mm. We already hear how real it is. <laughs> we already That's hear. serious. Ain't it? So listen, Jazzy, we introduced you. If you don't mind, just take 30, 60 seconds and tell the folks just a little bit more about you. Something we didn't hit on yet. I kick butt for a living. True story. <laughs> um, every day is different for me and I never know what exactly I'll be asked to do. Um, so most of what I do is train my body to be as strong as possible. Right. Although I have to stay a small frame because that's who I double. Right. Um, so I'm working out all the time and um, keeping my mind right. That's gotcha. a, a big part of who I am as a person and how I how I'm able to continue doing stunts. I meditate, I pray, and I try to stay positive. Right. I've been through a lot, but I have a lot of hope that um, I'm going to go so far and I'm going right. to help other people come with me. I love it. This is a topic that we both know absolutely nothing about, so it is <laughs> fascinating to us. I have no right to win in this industry. Like, like none. <laughs> like, I, I don't even need to see the industry. I just need to wave and say, I appreciate y'all and what y'all do to make these amazing movies. I'm going to keep sitting in the theater and clapping when shit blows up and people go flying with their wire work. And yes. I'm going to be grateful that I'm not on anybody's wire. <laughs> yes, and that's really important, like, to have the fans understand that these aren't the actors and actresses doing the stunts. These are the stunt performers. So, like, for you guys to give the appreciation to the stunt performers is really important for us. I think, it's, like, being real, I know we got to get to our wild black shit. I, I think that between, like, the special effects and the stunt work, that is really what so many people react to in the movie. That's Absolutely. what people really love yeah. to see, uh -huh. right? When it shit even blows action, up, action when people it's, it's, fall and flip. And, I mean, like, when you think about, like, even The Matrix, right? I know there had to be a ton of this kind of work in a movie mm -hmm. like that. And that's what we all loved about it. That's one of my favorite stunt teams to work with, 8711. They're great. See, I don't know who they are, but... They're amazing. They scare the shit out of me if they do this type of work. I'm scared They're of all so amazing. Scared of all y'all. <laughs> right, anybody who do stunts, I'm... I'm Applauding. Yeah. Well, listeners, before we get into this episode, I just want to take a quick second. Um, you heard me say this at the beginning before we kicked everything off. But please, the things that you hear on today's show, 
Do not emulate. Do not go out there and try this. This is for TV and professionals only. This is not your bag. Let it go. Just enjoy what you see on TV and enjoy what you hear here. So with that, brother, you want to hit it with the wild black look, shit? Look at that, look at that real, uh, <laughs> real, serious real responsible motherfucking uh, disclaimer yeah. right there. It's important. Don't try this at home. Yeah, right. I don't want nobody to smart I heard this, this on like, wild man, black. That wild work, man. I went and jumped off of... <laughs> Man, you remember all the cats doing the wrestling, jumping off their roof? Oh, yeah, man. man. Yeah. This is that kind bro, of show. I used to, man, as <laughs> a shorty, it? man, I used to jump off of, like, we used to try to get on our little um, Told you he was dresser and then jump off. Mm. But like she asked why he, mm. did you get hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody got hurt. <laughs> everybody got hurt doing <laughs> yeah, that. So we that's get, crazy shit. Their performers are trained to not get hurt. So we do the things we do because it's a calculated risk. And we know that we have a low chance of getting hurt because we trained it. See, my so don't try this at home. My calculator don't work that way. My calculator is different. I think I should say my decimals and parentheses don't match your ellipses and exponential numbers and stuff. It don't work. Man, so I, I will echo the disclaimer. Don't try this shit at the house <laughs> or while you out or just because you heard it. So we're going to jump into this wild black shit. Three questions. The last one is our signature question. The first two just warm you up a little bit. Okay. All right. You ready? I hope so. She said, I hope so. Oh, you <laughs> ready. You ready. You ready. What time was Usher in his drop top cruising the streets? Seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop okay, top. Okay, vocals. Oh, shit. Okay, we, vocal. we look stunned with the vocals, too. Okay. Right. And, cool. and really, we kind of cheating you a little bit because the first question is rapid fire, so it's multiple questions. Oh, okay. yeah. So that's just, true. You just ride a whole us. bunch. You, you, you got the first note. Ding. Okay. <laughs> Hit it with the sound effect again. <laughs> she, gave us the, she, she actually went back in her mind and then sang it. So yeah, yeah you 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 end up. All right. How much money was Erica Badu born underwater with? You can see it going through uh-huh. it. Uh huh. That's from that song. I know. Born underwater with three dollars and, and six, six times. Go ahead. Yeah, you may love because you did not do your math. <laughs> Okay, three, six. Yeah, I Look, love she that. She's ready now. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> what, should do, what should you do if you don't want Fantasia? Oh, I don't remember that one. That's hard. I love what? that. That's a hard one. I love this one. Oh, Let, can, you can I get a hint? My voice ain't even right for can that Can I get one. a hint? I still ain't recovered. Oh, man. That's a know. hard one. I don't, I don't listen to I a lot of Fantasia. I only listen to her when I need to get emotional. Can you yeah, say yeah. the line? Is If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. If you don't, oh, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. That's Go it. ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, see, okay. Normally, I'm always see, singing on the show, and I can't, I can't do it. You got it. That, that was yeah. like. I, the only reason I know it now is because she sang it. Mm-hmm. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's so, like, I don't listen to Fantasia unless I'm getting emotional. If I want to get emotional, like, if I want to, like, cry over an ex or something, I'll listen to Fantasia. But I don't. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I don't ever want to do that. So. Right. And like you just said, hey, let me channel my inner Fantasia and start crying. I got you. All right. Where was Mary J. Blige going? <laughs> These questions are hard. It's like... I'm going. Oh, down. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you ain't around. Yep. My whole world Baby. upside down. <laughs> I uh, sang that for a talent show back in the day. Yeah, that went down. That that's don't when do. I had a voice. <laughs> what do you Well, that's the whole do. point of life to experience Amen things and try new that. things and mm. see what you like and don't like. And just so happens I like a lot of things. So I just make sure I have time to do them all. That's what's up. <laughs> Look at that. Drew threw a little nugget in there yeah. already. <laughs> How long did Tevin Campbell want to talk? <laughs> I might have to say, but this this might be the best. Why are these so questions. difficult? They, oh my god, good. it's like you're a sphinx. <laughs> For a minute. Yep, yep. That's it. For a minute. For a minute. Can we talk? Yeah, that's, oh y'all. Wow, that's, that's so right difficult. Now. Why? But you, once you're so snaps, used to the rhythm. Well, right. the thing is, you you guys are asking questions from the logical side, and all the music is on my creative Art side. Mm-hmm. So I have to switch over. And once you give me a little tidbit, then you I'm already it. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that one. All right. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Second <laughs> question. We more of those. We do. Since you are in the film industry, I wanted to start with the semi-related question. <laughs> this one, she might not. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Who you got, Blue, Bruce Leroy or Michael... J. White. Like who will win? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lee, like today or then? Their most, their peak time. Their most right? badass performance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's difficult. True story. Oh, no, it ain't, I know my ass. I know, I know mine. I know my ass. It's be, not going to be Bruce Leroy. What? Mm-mm. It ain't? No. How is this possible? Because I feel like one hit and he'd be down. But he got the glow. <laughs> Michael, I really do. Michael I feel Jobin like one hit the and glow out down. of him. That's that. That <laughs> just was one. That but, was like the first superpower, right? When you got that glow, <laughs> she like nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> so you going with Mister Michael Jai White? Right. Huh. All right, all right. We with it. We with you. We gonna ride with you. That, that it, it is no wrong answer. No. I mean, I feel like Bruce if you, if most of your if most of your film yeah. work is based on how pretty you are, I'm not gonna have much faith in your fighting. Oh, so you I can, can get you. So you can fight, huh? I'm learning. That's a yes for everybody who don't know a fighter. <laughs> when you when you hear that that response, I'm learning. That's what's up. Okay. <laughs> Third question, final question, signature question, one we love so dearly. What do you love most about life while black? Oh, she lit up. She she she's smiling. <laughs> There's so many things, but love most. Mm, okay, I love that. No matter where I go in the world, that if I see another black person, all I have to do is and like yeah, have that connection. Nod. So no one who's listening knows what I just did, but I just did that. You know, the nod. The official black person head nod. <laughs> they got it. They got it. Yep. They all um, just did it. Look, I just, right, right. right. Did it. Um, last month I went to Egypt and I did that when I landed in Luxor. Now Luxor is in. Um, Southern Egypt, which is called Upper Egypt because it's higher in elevation. Gotcha. But the darker skinned people live there. And when I got off that airplane, I just felt at home. And I I did that because I, uh, um, I don't speak Arabic. So I did the nod to all these people. And like, one hey. thing you don't do. We got it. All they were saying was, hey, sis, hey, cuz. Really? Oh, for real? All of them. And I just felt at home. I was like, 
Oh, that's love. That's everywhere. Like black love, this, the diaspora is so powerful. Mm-hmm. All, all you got to do is just have that moment of that connection in your home. That's what's up. Beautiful. I love that. I went to Rome, but it was, it was Rome, Georgia. <laughs> that's all it was for me. Was it any um, people of, of color in there, in Rome? Nope. Just what were like, you doing there? I, I drove through for something. I, I thought oh. I was going. So I don't even remember anymore. I didn't. I didn't stop and get out. But I mean, you started dropping, you know, cities and shit. So I wanted to drop something too, make myself feel better than I really am in the moment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all good. I can't really compete on the international level. It's all right. It was my first trip to the motherland. You dropped it was two, just my two first, cities on us. My first right. Stunned. Yep. Stunting the gave us yes. a geography lesson because she Love knew we it. know where the hell it was. Mm-hmm. And educated the listeners too. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate you. <laughs> I All you. right. The dope quote. The dope quote is the thematic of the episode. It kind of anchors everything. It's typically out of the mouth of someone black. Today it's not, but it's so relevant to what we do, right? And what you do, especially. So let me hit you with it. Never be so faithful to your plan that you are unwilling to consider the unexpected. Never be so faithful to your plan that you are unwilling to entertain the improbable opportunities that may come looking for you by Elizabeth Warren. Now that I've read it, and let me know if you want to hear it again, I wanted to get your thoughts on that quote, especially considering your background. I figured you've got to have some good thoughts about this one. I 100% agree with the quote. Um, I would say the only time in my life that I was blocked in any way, it was because I was holding on to something that no longer served me. Mm. So being open to new possibilities is the only way to grow. Yeah, It's the only way because you get used to things, you get stuck in these habits and you don't even know what you're learning anymore. And maybe you're not learning anything anymore, but stepping out of your comfort zone and trying something new, you're progressing in life and um, having more experiences that you can build off of. I, I like what you added about recognizing the expiration date of the things in your life as well. Because mm-hmm. just like missing an opportunity that's coming, holding on to something that's weighing you down mm-hmm. can also force you to miss. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right, I, bro, you got any thoughts? I can appreciate the whole thought about people recognizing and realizing that you are no longer fucking growing. Yeah. Like you you could actually stop growing stuck. to where you just mm-hmm. in, a, in a zone where... You're just repeating habits. Every day you just wake up. And you do the same Eat, thing over sleep, and over shit, and over and over. Whatever. Yeah. Repeat. And the, and the crazy thing is, I think a lot of the population is actually living in this programmed, habitual cycle to where they aren't really learning a whole bunch of shit. And I think it's really important to make sure that you're learning something new every day, like you're challenging yourself. And I like how you kind of pulled that out. But your whole life, I mean, even in your bio is like, You've been like this for a while. Like you, yes. you, you are Until dynamic. College did that for me. College did that um, mm-hmm. because I was on the I was on a, the same path for my whole life until college. I was supposed to be a doctor. I was pre med, um, and then I get to college and they say you don't have to declare until your sophomore year. Explore, see what you like, and I did that and I was like, oh, I like a lot of things. And they're like, well, you can graduate with what you want and still take the classes you want. Like, what? Really? And so I did that and just tried a whole bunch of things and it worked out. I think that's such a beautiful thing because I talked to, I may have talked to you when we had our pre-call. I don't remember, but the fact that growing up, you can often feel like locked into this box. For me, when I was growing up in Mississippi, the only options I felt I had to truly be successful were like doctor, lawyer, engineer, Mm -hmm. right? police officer, 
firing things. And like I that. thought I could only be a doctor. Yeah, that was so, like the highest thing, the highest way to help people or help the most people in my mind at yeah. the time. But I didn't realize what other opportunities there were out there. So, and that's another thing. I uh, college showed me all of the other options I had besides that. Yeah, and I could still help people without like, you know, cutting them open on on the yeah. An operating table or whatever. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got it at an early age. I hope a lot of our listeners do. I, yeah. I didn't truly realize that until I was probably in my early 30s. And it's never too late to learn yeah. something like that. And it's never never too late to shift your path. Yeah. Um, it might take just as 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 long as you were off course. It might take you just as long to get back on right. course. Or um, truly every part of your journey is experience to learn from, no matter um, if you've gone off a little bit yeah, or absolutely. on. Yeah, yeah. So I think that leads us really nicely into the very first question, right? You were Princeton pre-med, religion, MBA, math teacher, special education teacher. How in the hell did you end up jumping off buildings? <laughs> Literally, right? And getting pulled by wires. Like, I know what a wire frame is, but I ain't never been pulled by a wire. That's such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so looking back, as a teacher... Um, the one thing, you had to be the coolest damn teacher around. Just to um, put that out. There. I might have been, but the students would have never admitted that. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what's like they came to me between classes or like after school or before school to like chat with me a little bit. But while they were in my class, they were class clowns and they were giving me a hard time <laughs> for the most part. But they were sweet. Um, but as a teacher. I gave so much of my time to my students. Um, I worked anywhere from 90 to 120 hours a week. Jesus. Um, and so the one thing I did for myself when I did have the time was martial arts. Right. And when I went to, um, because my background is ballet, so I was just doing something different, a different way to move my body, and I chose martial arts. And um, at one of the dojos, I met a stunt performer, and he invited me to his stunt trainings, and I started to go to those instead. Three months of hardcore Hardcore training I was in, and what's what is that? hardcore training to move okay. into stunts? Okay, so I'll <laughs> I'll tell you about my very stunts. first training session, my very first stunt training session. Right. It was with um, John Bernacker, may he rest in peace. Um, he brought me <clears throat> to learn what's called flat backs and tacos. Now, a flat back is from standing oh, that up. That sounds like a hell of a restaurant. <laughs> Boy, I didn't fucking got hungry. Yeah, that did sound delicious. <laughs> <laughs> now a flat back is like from standing up, you fall flat on your back, just like it sounds, but you you lose um your feet leave the ground. So it's a little jump and then you fall flat on your back. So we did that, and then a taco is you fall I'm sorry, from standing up, a taco is the same thing as a flat back, but you fold onto yourself when you hit the ground like a taco. Okay. So I did two hours of that on concrete with John. And then when I was done with that... No mat, just you and the concrete? concrete? Oh, Lord have mercy. So when I was I'd done with that, he was like... Two hours. Two hours. He's like, so, you still want to be a stunt woman? And I'm just like mm, limping and like grabbing like, my back. Like, no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So I'll see you next week. <laughs> How much pain were you in that night? I was... So that night, it honestly wasn't that bad. It was the next day and the day after. The day after, like two days after, 
was the worst. Like I couldn't move. Is that the Dom's delayed onset? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could not move. And I was like, do I really want to do this? (laughs) And then I started like watching my favorite movies. Like I was like, yeah, I do want to do this. Mm. Wow. (laughs) That's how tough stunt training was. So check it out. So doing stunts is actually painful. Yes. (laughs) She said that with a surety. (laughs) Fuck. Yes. Okay. And it's more painful for women because if you imagine the kind of wardrobe that we wear and how yes. we're least likely to be able to pad up. Yes, you're right. Because you all so we get a lot of exposed. props from the stuntmen because they're always wearing baggy clothes and they can wear their their um hard shelled um elbows and knee pads. We wear these little like they're pretty much bra inserts because they they're the only things that can fit in our oh, wow. our knees and my, our elbows. And those are not doing much. They don't do much. Mm. Wow. So I have like permanent bruises and like, but it's like, you know, after a while, you just don't feel it. Mm. I'm thinking about your body's like, conditioned to it. I'm thinking about the stunt professionals for like Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. They're tough. Man. They are incredibly tough. I know a lot of them. Mm. I, I just saw the trailer tough. for the, the second one coming it's gonna out. It's going to be so good. June or July. It's going to be year. so good. That's That's one of the best DC ones to me. Okay. Yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed that one. <laughs> What's wrong with your face, bro? I, I'm He's pre- like so surprised. <laughs> well, like, think about, think about, <laughs> just think about that. It fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's not like mm-hmm. you, I mean, you keep coming back. You go to, yeah. you go to work so, and it, it actually. So it hurts. think about it like this. <laughs> it's like, painful so, to your body. Yes, oh. and every so every stunt that we do, there's multiple. T- not every time, but usually there's multiple takes. So whatever you do, you have to repeat just the same way that you did it before. So if the first time I landed on my right hip, every time I have to land on my right hip the same way. So it's getting worse every time. Um, So each time when the, and this is um, when the the danger pay, the stunt adjustment comes into play because you can't go after a certain amount of times. If you've done something 20 takes, like your body's done. And if the stunt coordinator comes up to you and says, do you have another one in you? You have to listen to your body and give an honest yes or no. And I've said no a couple times. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so let me go back to the original question. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I got no, off track. You, you are good. You are good. This is really a follow-up to it because... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Ooh. Doing that for two hours, the pancakes and the flat <laughs> pancakes and flat the, um, Look, now the, the, I'm the home right now. Oh, right, right. The flat backs and, and tacos. tacos. That's, that's it. it. That's the it. pancakes that's and the bacon pancakes. wedges. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And the tater tots. <laughs> no, oh, so after doing that for two hours, right? Yeah. What, what, and after that second day, like what was it within you that said, yeah, do this shit again. I still want to do well, this shit. You know, they, when, when veteran stunt performers are training you, they want to make sure that you know what you're getting into. And honestly, two hours of that, that was an easy day compared to some of the other things that I've done. So is it the amount of responsibility that attracts you or is it? No. Like, what is it? What is it? I'm an adrenaline junkie. Ah, oh, here yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I'm an adrenaline junkie. But um, I'm not a daredevil. So everything that I do is a calculated risk. If I decide that I want to do something, then I look it up and learn everything that I have to do to do it safely. And then I, I meet with the right people who who are either masters or professionals or whatever it is at it, and I learn from them. 
Okay. So when did you figure out you were an adrenaline junkie? Why you got your hand when on your I was, chest like that? When I was two. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. I always. I have a lot of brothers. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I want to ask a question about the industry. We've, we've had other actors on the show before, and we always get into the conversation about what it's like to be black in the film industry. But in, in, in your case, working as a stunt professional, it's a little bit different because you're not seen quite as often on... on you're not recognizably seen quite as often, correct? Is that fair? As a stunt double, that's yes, but as okay. a stunt actor, no. Okay. Because I do okay. both. I got you. That makes sense. Well, you know, two questions. Break down the difference in the two real quick. Okay. So a stunt double mm-hmm. is the stunt performer who's brought in to double the actress to do, or or the actor, right. to do the stunt that they are not physically trained to do. Um, now, a stunt performer, uh, or sorry, a stunt actor is playing themselves. Like, they're not doubling for anyone. You'll see their face on camera. Gotcha. And um, you'll see them do the stunt, and the camera doesn't have to break from them right. or hide their face or anything because so they're playing themselves. Is the difference... Like when you come in to stunt double, you're stepping in, they're, they're pausing the scene, mm-hmm. you're stepping in, recording for someone else versus you are the actor and you are doing your own stunt. Right, right. Okay. So okay. like for um, Avengers Infinity War, I was a stunt actor because I was playing myself and as a Jabari warrior. Like the camera never had to cut for me. Gotcha. And like uh, we, we call it a, a Texas switch when the camera doesn't cut, but they just... Um, once the actor's done, the stunt double comes in and right. then does a stunt and then the actor comes in without the cut. Gotcha. Um, so that happens a lot too. That happened, uh, we did that on Black Lightning for when I was stunt driving. She's steady dropping um, names. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I, I First in the I game. Like I like it. All right, so talking mm-hmm. from the perspective of stunt double, mm-hmm. if you can differentiate between the two with the question, what, what's it like being a black woman in, in the stunt double industry? I can say that things have gotten better. Um, when I first started, I was still fighting against mm-hmm. paint downs and blackface mm-hmm. because... What's uh, a paint down? A paint down or blackface is when uh, a non-person of color is hired to double an actor or actress of color and they're painted. They're literally painted brown. I did not know that was a thing. And it still happens. <clears throat> oh, sometimes. really? I did not know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Why do they call it a paint down? It's just the industry term because they're paint, like they're, they're painting. They're going to paint them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I've done it before. Like, for, well, for me, it's different. They call it darkening because like right. we come in all different shades. Right. And they want to make sure that it is a black person who's doubling. Um, but. <clears throat> so is it is it done? And I, I want to be sensitive with this question, right? Um, when the Harriet movie came out, there was a lot of talk about the fact that 15, 20 years ago when they were having these conversations, there was an executive who who wanted Julia Roberts right. to play Harriet, mm-hmm. right? So, and that that kind of conversations with stunts is it's still going on. So on the actor side, not so much. That stopped early on. But for from the stunt side, coordinators don't mind hiring their girlfriends and wives and sisters instead mm-hmm. of hiring a black stunt performer that they don't know. For the job. How do we improve hmm. So, um... Is it just having more of us in it or... It's show business. Right. So treating yourself as a business and marketing yourself for what you are. So I market myself black stunt woman. Right. You need a black stunt woman? Google me. black stunt woman. You'll find me. You can't say that you can't find me. Gotcha. 
Um, I'm going to Google. Right <laughs> He's going to try it right now. Um, so that's one thing, like really woman. not relying on other people to put you in the place that you deserve to be. I'm making yourself needed in that category. Um, but also there's uh, my friend Juwan D's created a directory called Stunt Pock, which uh, is stunt performers of color that um, all the stunt coordinators now are using it to find the the stunt performers that they didn't know before. It did bring, it brought you in, a couple other people. I right? told you it works. You got to market yourself. You got to use yeah. these, you know. But Google, you fucking up a little bit because when I scrolled down, <laughs> the images, the second set of images was all white lady, Heidi, Moneymaker, Zoe. Oh, that's my Bell. friend. Do you out there? I oh, they're you. great. They're great girls, but. <laughs> my phone was like, Google black stunt woman. We used to you Googling. Well, black what? Did you mean black? <laughs> <laughs> Vince, oh. is this you? <laughs> I had to put my little thumbprint on to prove this. <laughs> oh, Lord. So that's one thing, the marketing of it. Yeah. And then um, the activism of it. So I've spoken at um the the state capital right. to get them to implement certain laws about casting for film um i used to be a part of a a nonprofit organization in louisiana um to to give more jobs for stunt women do, do they segment like inside inside the application of the laws around hiring of of actors and actresses do they try to like subsegment off. So, like, may- maybe the rules apply to, like, non-stunt actors, but they don't apply to stunt actors. I, I don't know if I'm asking the question the right way. Do you see, does that happen? Because you, when you talk about advocating for specific laws, are they applied equally across all opportunities? That's probably better so, it depends ask. on who your support is. Okay. So, stunt performers have the least support of everyone in the industry. Um, even extras have more support than stunt performers because the extras have... Um, there's more extras in the world ah, and they have the bigger vote. So the producers gotcha. are Voice. like looking to give the extras what they want, not the stunt performers what they want. I got gotcha. um, And also when we were brought into the union, I think it, my timing is wrong, but it's okay. either 30 or 40 years ago, the stunt performers were brought into SAG-AFTRA as security for the actors. Right. That was the only reason to protect the actors from producers who were threatening them. Um, so. We've always been a different category, even though right. technically we get paid the same and, um, you know, our contract is very similar. Gotcha. Have you ever found yourself in a position mm-hmm. where being black has created advantages for you? Yes. Break them down or give me one example, <laughs> one good example. Um, being in Atlanta and the Man, fact that there's hey Atlanta, so that? many black shows, this is the place to be for yeah. a black person performer whether no matter what kind of performer you are this is the place to be um so i've gotten a crazy amount of opportunities here that my white friends haven't had and um a lot of them are way more skilled than me because they started a lot earlier they knew about these opportunities earlier than i did um but i'm still getting more opportunities because this is the this is the market for black people i love that it is dope (laughs) you you mentioned them getting more opportunities um, so you mentioned them ha- being trained uh, at an earlier age mm-hmm. and for longer. But stunt training is expensive. Right. If you think about it, like, um, you know, stunt driving, I'm 
I'm only level one of stunt driving, which is the most basic level. Right. Um, each level is $3,000 to train. And then you have Damn. to... Then that's just for the weekend of training. And then you have to... One weekend? Add in the cost of like keeping up with the training on your own. And so that's all of the car maintenance and... Most people get a separate stunt car, so they're not, they're not using their everyday car and messing it so up. Hold on, so the stunt car is your car? When you're training, yes. Oh damn! <laughs> oh shit! Well, when you Do when you pay for when you pay for training, it's theirs. So that that three thousand right. dollars, you're using their car. But on your own, you like you have to train on your own between to keep to not go rusty. Okay, so this so is you're a using real your own question. What the hell are y'all training with these stunt cars? Nobody, don't even ask. Though. I don't. I don't want to know. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> What's your answer, brother? There's a lot Walmart of uh, parking lots. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we rent out oh. um, tracks. A lot of the time, we just find we got it. We got mm, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. understand. Yeah. And we make it do what it do. What it do. We do what yeah. we do. Yep. What's that? Walmart parking lot. Mm-hmm. Need a big open space. Oh, that's the cop. Go, go, go. <laughs> Some real fast and the furious <laughs> Right. I was on that too. Where are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Fate of the Furious, the, the eighth one. Oh, that's my favorite one. Really? Yeah, that's my favorite I one. was the stunt Ramsey. I'm going to have to look it up and see. I'm yeah. going to check it out. So huh? I doubled oh. uh, Natalie Emanuel in that one. What, what um, double question, what is, what's been your favorite role um, on either side, whether you were stunt acting or... Is acting acting? I don't want to... Yeah, acting acting is different. Okay, I don't want to... Yeah, there's stunt... There's acting, stunt acting, and like stunt doubling. Right, I don't want to do. say the wrong thing and offend no one, but, you know, when you were doing your thing, what was your favorite role? And then what's the role that our listeners can be like, that's her right there? Okay. I'd say my favorite role... Oh, gosh. Can I say two? Absolutely. Okay. So my favorite role stunt-wise, um, and both of these are stunt doubling. Actually, one's... Ooh. Okay, so I'm going to say one, Godzilla. You can say as many as you want. <laughs> have at So Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, I was a double for most of it, so I stayed on for a few months, um, and that was my longest project ever. Um, most of the time, I'm on for a day, and then um, sometimes for a week or two or three, they but never for a few Godzilla months. They Godzilla stunts, but I told them I was busy. You're so silly. Yeah, I was busy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, so I was doubling... Um, Elizabeth Ludlow, who I also doubled on The Walking Dead and on The Resident. Um, oh, the, the Resident needs doubles. Every show, show needs doubles. Way. Anytime there's a fall or like characters right. touching each other violently, like you need a double because you I never know. Never like thought about that. You never want your actor to walk away with a bruise or like. Ah. Um, but yeah, on Godzilla, I got to double. It was fun. Oh, I got to wear. This is why I liked it. Because I was wear, wearing um, military clothes. So I got to wear all of my stunt pads. So oh, I got you to have fun. Exactly. Is, okay. Like I was, anything I wanted to do, I got to do. And it was jumping and flipping and falling all over the place. Whatever, whatever they asked for, I just did without even thinking Jazzy, about it. Jazzy, we didn't need you to fall that time. Can you stand up, please? <laughs> that happened. Damn it, once. Jazzy, get up. <laughs> right. It just felt good to fall. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, but I can fall and be okay. Now, my favorite acting role was um, HBO's The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Because for that, Oprah introduced herself to me. That's amazing. Right? Right? That is amazing. Because like, you said Oprah introduced herself, herself to, to me. You. 
to me. That's real. So and now this is this is a contrast from the first time I met her. I met her five. Oh, shit. I we met her. Two, we got two Oprah meetings. <laughs> I met her five years ago on Selma. Um, I was one of the stunt performers on the bridge for Selma. Selma's one of my favorite movies. Oh, wow. So good, right? Yeah. And so... um, is my favorite movie, though. She was on set that day and... uh, Or that week that I was working on it. And she walked out of her trailer. I was like, good morning. And she was like... But I think she was in her... (laughs) She was... (laughs) Y'all can't see the face that I made, but it doesn't even matter. But I think she was in, you know, her her performance. Because that role that she was playing was tough. Yeah. So I... Completely get it. Now for Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, I was actually quitting acting at that point. I told my agent to stop submitting me. I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. It's so stressful. Like stunts is what's paying my bills. Like I'm I'm just putting so much. Okay, effort. so you were not giving up the stunt, but mm-hmm. the, okay. Just acting, you. the gotcha. acting part, because stunts is on my own. Yeah. Acting is through my agent. Ah. So okay, gotcha. I told my agent, like, just stop. I'm done. But she got an audition directly from the casting director for me. And when you do that, she legally has to tell me about it, even if I say I'm done acting. Um, and so she did. And she's like, look, this is a big opportunity. Just Don't do, do it. it. Just do it. I'm like, I'm not doing it. She's like, it's due at 8 a.m. Just do it. When she told me, it was like 12 p.m. the, the day before. And um, I went to sleep. I'm like, forget it. I woke up at 2 a.m. and did that audition. And that was a Friday. Um, no, that was a Thursday. The Friday I woke up, uh, and she said, Jazzy, you got it. And so that Monday, only a couple days after I said I had given up acting, I walk into the hair and makeup trailer at work and Oprah's sitting in the first chair. And I'm like, so starstruck. I'm like, because usually I say good morning to everybody. Like I walk up to everybody and say good morning. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. But I was just so starstruck. I just went straight to my seat, to my makeup chair. And I was just like staring at Oprah, like, <laughs> does she see me? <laughs> is this real? Is this a mirage? Um, but when she, her makeup was done, she walked up to me and she was just like, hi, good morning. I'm Oprah. You must be playing young Gladys. I'm like, Oprah, I know you're Oprah. I'm Jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met Oprah before. That's dope. I ain't never met her before. She met her twice. Right. <laughs> Two times. All right, so one, one question I want to ask is, we don't get danger play as black folks. What's it called again? I asked you like for 12 For stunts, times. it's a stunt adjustment. So we don't get stunt adjustment for black folks, but I think we do need it sometimes. <laughs> Just so, for life. Right. So as you think about life while black, what are the top few opportunities you think that black folks could do with a stunt double? <laughs> <laughs> Going shopping. Mm. And I mean like... um. Because I feel like it's traumatic having someone follow you in the store. So, like, it if you know what you want, you could just call them. And, like, they could, they could be, like, a secret shopper for you. Right. Call my pit um, shopper. Can you come in and go get um, Driving down the street so you don't get pulled over by the cops and mm-hmm. have a gun pointing in your face. Mm-hmm. It's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
I can definitely, you can all use one of those. What else? <laughs> Black. We just have to start black. that industry. See if mm-hmm. we can figure that out. See if we can figure that now, out. Now, if they have to put on blackface, is that called blackface? If who has to put on blackface? The the stunt double. It's the, called the, darkening. Darkening. It's called okay. darkening. Or was it was it paint down? It's paint down. It's, for, it's called darkening. Yeah. They don't uh-huh. even use that because it's like that's for the the non people of color. Because they realize that you know we we have our <laughs> summer colors and our winter colors and our other colors. So mm-hmm. my stunt double, when I'm driving, he's a 162-pound white dude named Chet from the Valley. That's my stunt double. Correct. <laughs> and that's what he got to he gotta darken. All right, officer, yeah. what did I, what did I, what did I do? Excuse me, officer. Why, why are you pulling me over right now? Yeah, that's my stunt double. All right, so I, let's talk about the industry <laughs> a little bit, right? So I don't know who it is, but I, I'm sure one of our listeners is like, you know what, fuck it, I want to do this. <laughs> this is what I want to do. How do people step into this world? Okay, so I would suggest for Safely. anyone who... So we're talking just the stunt industry, the yes. stunt part. Okay. Yes. Um, anyone who wants to get into the stunt industry, I would suggest reading my mentor's book. Now, my mentor is Angela Merrill, um, fellow black woman. She actually has the same statistics as me. Like, we're the same color, the same height. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get the same kind of roles, but she still helped me a lot. And I love her for that. But her book is Stunts, the How-To Handbook. And I read that book when I... Um, Say the, her name in the book one more time because now, now they got their pins. Mm-hmm. Stunts, <laughs> the How-To Handbook by Angela Merrill. Um, and it includes every area that you need to know before you jump in. So... Um, Literally. The tra- exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the training, all, all of the areas of training that you need to do. They teach you the pancake and the flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> all of the breakfast foods. Um, <laughs> and dinner, too, tacos. Yeah, dinner. Yes. All of the... Uh, they teach you the chitlin. That's important. You we get, we you stay away from chitlin. that. Okay. We stay away from that, you know. I don't fuck with them either. Yeah, you know. Just, <laughs> all right, sorry. Um, Back Jazzy, I'm sorry. I, I told know, you was it was relaxed. I told you. <laughs> what was the question? What was the question? <laughs> What would you tell people who are getting oh, Yeah, right. that's the question. So this yeah. book, it, it breaks up uh-huh. everything that you need to know. So from the training to marketing to um, like sending thank yous um, to staying in the business, what you need to do to stay in the business, what you need to uh, have in your gear bag. Because so every time I go to work, I bring my gear bag, which is full of like $10,000 worth of pads and like fire equipment or car Jesus. stuff, like whatever I need for I whatever stunt I'm doing for that day. You realize what you need as you go on, like, and you you learn as you go. So, like, if I hurt my knee, then the next time I'm going to have soft knee pads, hard knee pads, like all the kinds of knee pads that would protect How big my knee. Is this bag? Um, it's like this. It's like a duffel. Extra large duffel, sure. Yeah. Extra extra large. So, what are the? I'm sorry, I know we throw in a ton of questions, but mine just keeps them. What What are the like the What are the key components, right, to this bag? Because the only thing I can relate it to is like the bag you have at the door when your wife so is pregnant. So you want... <laughs> and it ain't the same bag. Sure. But you pack it You pack it with the same kind of consideration. Okay. Okay? So you want to protect every joint in your body. Right. But most importantly, your back. So you want to have a gator back, which is... Um, Thank you. It's a, it's a plate. Face. I was like, I don't know what It's like, what's that? It's a, it's a back plate. And they come in different sizes. So you have some that just protect your lower back, some that protect your whole back. Um, you want to have multiple options in your bag. Uh, elbows, knee pads, because those are the areas of your body that you're falling on the most. Hip pads, 
shoulders, a helmet. You need a helmet because whenever you do anything in the air, you want to do rehearsals with a helmet on. Uh-huh. Anything can happen. I've fallen, I don't know how many times when the riggers have miscalculated either my weight or um, the strength that they need to pull me on the, on the pulley system and the or the riggers, rigging system. The people who are yes, calculating so, how much weight. Right. So when I say riggers, I'm talking about the people who are in charge of being puppeteers for my body when I'm on the wires. You know, I used to lead the lifting and rigging program at an engineering company. Like That's amazing. So it's the same thing. Yeah, so yeah. instead of objects, it's people. Yeah, so they're factoring all the different right. loads and wind right. loads. Yeah, and these you. are all people who, like, they, a lot of them are engineers. A lot of them mm-hmm. studied physics. Yeah, they're, gotcha. they're brilliant people. And that's another thing. When I when I go into work, I look at the call sheet, and the call sheet is um, a list of all the people working that day and what times we go in for work. Um, so I look at the call sheet and see who's in, who will be in charge of rigging me up mm-hmm. and um, who else I'll be working with. And if for any reason I don't feel safe with any of those people, I'll call the coordinator and, and tell them my my issues with whatever's going on. Yeah, it, that, that's, that's a real feel. Like from an engineering yeah, yeah. perspective, when I was in it, like if I had to put a man in like a man basket to hang off of a W... 12 beam in the air to work on welding. If, if I miscalculated mm-hmm. and he fell and died, I exactly. was responsible for that. Like, exactly. I could go to, myself and the plant manager would go to jail. Hmm. I left that job. That's a lot of damn responsibility. That's too much risk. That's a lot of responsibility. I did it for like a year and a half. I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to, I don't want to. You, you, you ain't drop nobody out the basket though, did you? I used to, <laughs> o- I used to over-engineer the shit out of things sometimes, which they also good. don't like because it costs more money now. But, but man, but it's safer. That, no that casualties. I was like, I got to take the birds. Are we going to bump that beam up? Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> wow. People are cutting corners now, but you were doing it the right way. I don't want the cutting corner. Like to me, like yeah, you, are, you literally life. have yeah, someone's exactly. life in your hands. And hand. that's yeah. how things things happen where when they shouldn't. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to bring this to a, a serious point. And I'm sorry about this, but two of no two people um, that I know of passed on set. When they mm. shouldn't have one, John Bernacker, who took me on that stunt the yeah. for the flatbacks and tacos. Yeah, he passed away on The Walking Dead for an accident that should not have happened. It was a a twenty two feet over the railing high fall. Oh, that was on the news. Mm-hmm. So that should not have happened. And if more attention could that. have been taken to ensure the safety of everyone in that scene, it wouldn't have happened. And same right. with Deadpool too. With Joy Harris. Listeners, go out there and um, learn a little bit about the people that she's just mentioned and yeah. what happened. Yeah. Man. Because, I mean, yeah, we, we kind of joking joking with it, but it's... It's, it's serious. Like, it's very serious. I, I get to think and this about is why the, I, I keep saying, like, you know, don't try this at home. Go train, you know, do as much research as you can about what you want to do before you try to do it. It's a calculated risk, so calculate correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But with people, especially with new people... And and I'll say this about Joy, who passed on 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 um, Deadpool two. This was her very first stunt for film. Oh wow! So kind of makes it. I feel like they threw her wow. to the wolves. That's how I feel. Um, wow! So really, do your research. Get a mentor, a veteran stunt performer, so that you can. Ask them if it's if what you're doing is safe or who you're working for is safe. Because um, there's a few people who I worked for who I will never work for again. But if I had made a call to my mentor, Angela, she would have told me, don't do it. I guess the next question we have to ask is, what is salary and, and pay? Like, how does it work? What's it and like? And insurance. 
And that was my next question. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, they said J-Lo insured her butt. I don't know if she really <laughs> did. But that's gonna be, so that's that's a follow-up question. So, um, <laughs> Like, literally, I'm insuring my knee. <laughs> so I'm a union performer. Um, so that means I'm a member of SAG-AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA. Um, the scale rate for anyone in SAG is 1000 a day plus stunt adjustment for stunt performers, um, and that's the danger pay, mm. plus residuals in perpetuity. So when, when you think about $1,000 a day, right, I think most of us probably just started doing math on the head five days a week, four weeks in a month. As a stunt, as a stunt actor, can you work that consistently? Can your body... So as a stunt performer, if you're on a core team, mm-hmm. yes, you can work that much because you're most likely not going to be hard on your body every single day. Gotcha. Um, I've never been on a core team before besides Godzilla. Um, and so like most of what I do, I go in for a day or I go in for a couple weeks and just do my little stunt sequence and then move on to my next project. Gotcha. Um, and that for me and for my body is actually <laughs> is what I like <laughs> a lot because my body gets a rest and I can do a lot of yoga in between and recover from the really bad crash that I had on my body. Gotcha. So perpetuity, though. Uh, Forever. Yeah, so as long as the, 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 the project that you worked on is still no, making money, you still make money. That's not... Even if it transfers ownership. So like Luke Cage was a Netflix show, and I wasn't getting many residuals while it was on Netflix, but it just switched over to Disney Plus. because Is it's Luke a, Cage on Disney? Yeah. Oh, I man. I didn't know that. Dis- oh, brother. Disney Plus is... Fucking amazing. So my residuals just went up because of that. So like, even if it changes ownership, you still still get money. Because I've been all in back in the Avengers again. Oh, me too. Oh, back in a week. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Make me money. Watch all this. Watch everything. <laughs> so, but but the arts question about insurance, it really was the next one. Yeah. So insurance is through my union as well, Um, and it's amazing insurance and. Probably why I'll stay a stunt performer for as long as I can. So they pay for your health insurance, life insurance, all that. And then um, if you get hurt on set, you get uh, the the production takes care of you. Okay. And that's what happened to me in August. I heard, I got hurt on a set in August, um, working up in uh, in New York, and uh, they paid for my hospital visit. They paid for the rest of my stay in New York because I couldn't move, so I couldn't travel. So they just wow. brought everything I needed to the hotel and made sure I had everything. And once I got back to Atlanta, um, they paid for my PT and um, workers' comp. Wow. So is your health... Mm. So outside of like taking care of you and you, like the short-term disability, is your just health insurance just amazing because it yeah. plays such a... Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it. Like I feel bad for my friends who don't have this. Mm. Like it's an amazing health insurance and it works everywhere because um, SAG so performers you, you work have, everywhere. You don't so. have in-network, out-network. No, I just, about. anywhere just I go. Yeah, I just go and Is there like, can I start double like eating donuts? I mean, it, it, that could be dangerous, right? It Glaze on the ground. Be, you feel more I'm going? Maybe Glaze like hot ground. peppers. No, I can't fight with that one. I can't. That might be a stunt. No. <laughs> uh, we could do like a donut, a chocolate cake, like that. That's my lane. You see what I'm talking about? I, I can, I can, you can I can that. perform there, right? I can mm-hmm. handle that. So I feel like that's more background work, which is like, I think that's like eighty dollars a day. No, I need more than that. 
But you get donuts though. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. Can, they have they have free food. You know? If I if Crafty. I come to the crib talking about baby, I made eighty bucks today, but I had three dozen donuts. I'm divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm divorced, fat and lonely. Right, and bro, <laughs> ain't nothing good about that. What you came home with that story? With, I mean, right? what kind of donuts? Because some bakeries are really good. So I guess. <laughs> I get, I get talked about on the show. We had Nick Stone, and she's a, a donut fanatic. Her and Art talked about me a lot. I still prefer Krispy Kreme over just about anything I've had. That's just me. You, you know he, what, bro? I thought about you. When the I hot sign is on. Who you, or when the mm-hmm. microwave is working. Okay. Who you telling? I thought about you when I went, because I went over to Tip Top Donuts. Mm. And man, they got these apple fritters. I, I think I've mentioned this before. You did. Nick Stone. <laughs> exactly. Better Nick Stone, than Krispy Kreme? Oh. Oh, this donut is phenomenal. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christmas Shout out to Tip Top. <laughs> In Marietta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what what has been the scariest thing you've done? Mm. So scary for me or scary for every other people? Exactly. Both. Okay. So scary for me, um, like I'm a little claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And so I had a job working um, for one of the Tyler Perry shows, um, the haves and have nots. I was trapped upside down in a burning car and I had to rely on the stuntman to pull me out. And the way that they had put me in the car, um, I was kind of holding myself up in a handstand. And like... It does not sound safe. <laughs> it, was, it was really scary because I had to really put all of my faith in the stuntman. And um, so the car is really on fire. It's on that's, fire. That's, 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 that's what I was really <laughs> thinking in my so mind. So as soon it's as upside down, yeah, and on fire. So as soon as I was in my position in the car, because the car is upside down, and then I crawled in and like did a little handstand in in the seat, like I was sitting down. I, I even put the little. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Um, Seatbelt in the right spot, but I was holding myself up. So once I was holding so myself the up, just, just it's upside, down, you're upside yes. down. So you're making it so look I went like you're sitting in the car. Yes, I made it look like I was sitting in the car, like I was in, I was in the driver's seat. Oh, man. Um, and so once I was in that position, they lit the car on fire. So you got to hold yourself in this position? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> And so um, I was just there waiting for the stuntman to come get me. And then I got stuck a little bit. (laughs) So it's funny now. For me, take two, they would have had to bring me a diaper. So we only did one take and there's a reason why. But um, so he he, he pulled me out and I made it. I made it through the fire. It was great. I made it through the fire, but he had to drag me about five feet away from the car to put me at a safe distance away from the car for camera. He put me in a fire ant hill. Oh, you should whip his ass. So I missed the fire. But you got the fire ants, and those are real. And they were crawling all up my back. And you know, you can't move, like, outside of acting. You can't move unless the director says cut. So Mr. Perry didn't say cut yet. So I was just waiting. Like, I feel them up. They're already oh, up my back. they would have had to run the scene again. Mm-hmm. So I'm just waiting, waiting, I waiting. Mean, he yells. You're going to have to run this he again, yells, sir. I jump up and I'm like, shaking, shaking. I was like, I was like, ants, get the medic. Ants, get the medic. <laughs> so bad. Was, did you get your danger pay? I did. Thank God. Yeah, it was good that day. I'm still bugging because <laughs> you are doing a handstand so, 
upside down in a car that's on fire. And you talking about like fire ants. Like, that's, that's what I'm sitting here thinking. Like, wait a minute. This motherfucker is really the on fire. fire. Ants. Yeah. Was the thing. Yeah. Not the, the shit. It wasn't not real the fire. fire. Not the fire. It after, was the thing that you couldn't calculate. But I will say. <laughs> after I had made it through the fire, I felt the ants. You're right. That was the uncalculated risk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's and that's the thing. Her. We could have, we should have calculated because we knew where he was dragged me. So our fault was that we never scoped survey, out. He didn't survey the area. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a really important step that we have to do that we missed that day. Everybody, like I grew up in Mississippi and fire ants are no problem. Mm-hmm. Everybody yep. in Mississippi like, yo. Mm-hmm. But, but, go, but back to this. <laughs> wow. you, were, you were in a, in a car that was, that on, was fire. on fire. Upside yeah. down. So like you could feel the in, heat. I was in fire retardant clothes. Mm. And it was only a short many seconds. Mm. <laughs> Brother, how many seconds you got? How, how long? I'm you not in? getting in it. <laughs> like, I have negative. I can't do the handstand. You see, <laughs> and that's the crazy thing about me. I actually love fire. Like, I love being on fire. Um, and that's I, part I've of what I do. I do. I do. I love being on fire. <laughs> I do fire burns. And now, this is, this is really important. Do Disclaimer. not try this at home. <laughs> Do not try this at home. I'm a trained professional, but um, like was it like 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 the Facebook and YouTube videos that was going around? People were pouring like the alcohol. God no! Thank God. I have um, so in my really expensive gear bag, I have Carbonex suits. Now this suit is fire retardant, and you take this suit and you dip it into water-based gel that's made by a professional, mm-hmm. and then you put it on. And that's the, um, what's it called? The barrier between your skin and the fire, mm. the water. And you have like 30 to 40 seconds before it burns through that. See, I need way, way, way more time. You're that. never going to be on fire for, for, for a movie that, well, unless you're on Game of Thrones. That was a really long fire scene. How long was that one? I have no idea, but it was the record. They set the record for stunt fire. If you do it safely, like I, I only do it with the safest people in the industry. And... um. Yeah. You know, they they have hundreds, maybe thousands of fire burns that they've done. So I look at you and I have, I'm like, oh my God. I got no respect. And I'm scared. And you would never think that. That's why I look like the sweetest little girl. But I love but being I'm, set on fire. But I'm, 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 a, I'm a grown page. ass we'll badass. Have a photo right. of her up with... Um, a promotional snippet, so you'll be able to see her and hear her yes. on Wild Black's page, and we'll get all of her information at the end of the episode. Don't worry. Oof. So, end of the time, um, we love to hand the mic over to our guest, and you can say whatever it is that you want to say to the listeners. It is your time to tell them whatever it is you want to tell them. But please, if you're willing and comfortable, give them your contact information so they can follow you. You don't need your phone number, but so they can follow you <laughs> mm-hmm. on, on IG, Facebook whatever website, just hit them up. Tell them what you want to tell them. Cool. So the most important thing I think that I want you guys to know is that you really can do and be anything that you set your mind to. Don't let fear get in the way of it. Actually run towards your fear. Run towards it until it's not a fear anymore. Until you have other things that you need to to accomplish. Just take it step by step, day by day. You can do it. Um. And you can find me, my name is Jazzy Ellis again. You can find me um, on pretty much every social media. I'm just at Jazzy Ellis on everything. Cool, cool. 
Cool. Wow. Art brother, you got anything? One last question. What are you afraid of? So you mentioned that's a great bit... damn question. <laughs> it's a great damn question because I don't think it's anything. You right mentioned now. a little bit of. of uh, I'm claustrophobic. claustrophobic. Yeah. I, so that's that's the main thing. I'm I'm afraid of being trapped in any kind of situation. So as you can see, the way I live my life is in, through freedom of I... of experience of anything really. So. If I feel trapped by any situation, I'm afraid of that. Mm. I have to, even if I don't want to leave that situation, I have to have an out or know that there isn't an, an out. Like, I don't want to ever feel like a prisoner or a slave. Bro, what about you? What, what are you scared of? I don't like heights. All right. Yeah. That, that counts. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm good, not a, a fan one. of just, you know, being on top of a mountain and shit and looking down. Baby steps, though. Yeah. So I used to be afraid of heights. And now I jump off of 40 feet. You know, buildings. With nothing? Right. Is you? Just me. So you scared of nothing. You scared of... What you scared of? A world without fried chicken. That's not a world I want to live in. Mm -mm. So you ain't going to Mars. Do they got fried chicken? Well, if you go, they're going to have to have it. That's that's (laughs) it for me. Hey, I I love how open you are. I I think, you know, from a... As we we kind of progress the Wild Black podcast and, and... and we explore these different dimensions of blackness and black people and what we do. It's amazing to find people, strong black women that's doing shit that you wouldn't normally think that. I love it. You and we as black people And there's people a do. lot more of us out there. I'm we so happy. We do everything. I love yeah. it. We're yeah. We're growing. So exposing it is, is amazing. So listeners, I just want you to kind of take what she said and really think about what that means and how you can apply it to your life because there's really no limits. It's just how you think mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, listen, all I got is you heard a lot from Jazzy today. Some of the things that I liked that she said was make sure you're paying attention to the expiration dates on the things in your life. Make sure you are open and honest about what you should be doing, the opportunities that you have coming your way, and manage your fear. Don't let fear define you. You can manage through your fear, taking calculated risks to ensure that you find yourself in a place of success. That's all we got for you. Wild Black Family, we out. Peace. We love you. Yeah. Thank you. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.